0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another another episode, another great week of what's... I don't know why I keep wanting to say what's your why, but this is One Faith. Um, I am your host, TJ, and this is my boy, Marcus Witherspoon. Marcus, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people.
1: What's going on, people? My name is Marcus. Marcus King, some people know me as. I am a co-host on One Faith, and we are all about giving word, giving good content and representing our Christ, representing our Christ. And we're coming in so many different nations You know, I'm excited to be working with my bro. You know, I'm just here to serve and do what I do best.
0: Amen. Amen. I think there's a little bit of back, uh, a little bit of stuff coming in your your side. I know my connection was a little unstable. So y'all see any issues or problems, please let us know. Um, Definitely let us know in the comments, but yeah, we're excited to be back. Um, I know that you guys enjoyed the, um, the, the love month series. If you really enjoyed that, just drop in the comment section, um, you know, how much you really enjoyed that. If you missed it, please go back and watch it. It's on our YouTube page. Uh, Our YouTube page is found in, uh, if you look at my, on my Facebook page uh, or you go on our Instagram page or my Instagram page, uh, you click on the link uh, it'll take you directly to um, our YouTube page our YouTube page is one faith. Um, it might be a little bit hard to get there but I'm actually gonna post the link to it um, in the I post it in the comments section on either on uh, one faith page but yeah so that series was awesome. we really enjoyed you know the date nights with the um with the different couples. my wife and I we had a really great time so shout out to the Greens, shout out to the Gleesners, shout out to the Kellers, and shout out to the Mears. Um, every single couple, uh, you know, showed up and gave some great content, and so I, I can't complain. I'm excited about what they were able to do, <clears throat> and I'm excited about bringing you guys more great content. You know, one thing about me and my bro this year, uh, we're stepping it up in terms of um, the level of of content. Uh, the amount of content that we're putting out and just the quality of the content that we're putting out. So we're going to consistently put out some, some bangers. We're going to consistently put out some stuff to really help and bless people. Um, so every two, every Monday and Wednesday, expect to see BTO. That's uh, that is headed by my boy, Marcus. So expect <laughs> to see that every Tuesday and Thursday, You'll probably see, uh, you you will see and you'll, probably you will see um, some inspiration, an inspirational moment or like a um, like a motivational moment or whatever. Uh, just two minutes. It's just it's called just give me two minutes um, and I'll just give a quick two minute little sermon or quick two minute word to encourage the people to encourage you on your day. Um, tomorrow, I may not do it because um, cats out the bag. My wife is having a baby.
2: <laughs> let's go.
0: Yeah. So tomorrow we will be at the hospital um nice. giving birth. So y'all please keep us in your prayers. Come on, let's give them a
1: hand, thank me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so please keep us in your prayers. We definitely, definitely need it. Um because we're we're excited. You know, this is our third child. Um I'm not releasing no names or anything just yet. Um, I'm I'm excited about this child I'm excited about all of my kids But um, this this kid is very special Um, I can already tell Everybody's been hitting me up Texting me, calling me When is he coming? Every single day (laughs) So yes, that's tomorrow March 4th uh, Preferably uh, he'll come March 4th uh, Let it be if it's the Lord's will Um, Uh, So yeah So um, I want to Also announce so we're cooking up something, um, something special, a really, really, really great series. is on the brink. Um, and I can't wait. We have some dope, some awesome, some amazing, some anointed, dynamic young preachers uh, who are going to bless us with an amazing word from the Lord. And also not only that, but they will be sharing their testimonies. Uh, They'll they will share uh, how they where where they came from as far as um, from the the beginning of their journey till now. You know, there's so much uh, information that's in this next series that's coming up. This next series that's coming up is um, highlighting young preachers. Um, I've reached out to about um, eight. I reached out to two main. I ain't gonna lie, we shot about eight or ten <laughs> preacher, uh, young preachers, uh, young people on fire for God. Uh, they agreed to come on the show, um, and from April till the end of May, uh, we will be running our young preacher series, and it's entitled "Holiness Is Still Right." Come on, uh, we're, we're we're taking. If you have followed us, if you follow me, and you follow Marcus, um, and if you. Um, listen to us on a consistent basis. Uh, even if you follow us on Clubhouse, uh, you will know that we uh, we actually have a a room that we host every Friday night with his sister. Uh, so shout out to uh, Marcus's sister. How do you say her name? I, wanna, I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> Tears up. I know I tear it up every every Friday night. Tears
1: bitch. She's going to kill me for that one. Right? And so...
0: Uh, Every Friday night we have a room in Clubhouse It's called Millennials Breaking the Chains And we talk about subjects, we talk about topics We talk about things um, To break the chains, to break the stigma To give young people hope Let the people know out here that we are young We are millennials, we love the Lord And we are on fire for God, period So all of these young preachers That's coming, they're young, they're millennials They're on fire for God We have all ethnicities We have people from all over this country I'm excited we're cooking up something special. So please be on the lookout for that series. It's called Holiness is still right. It's gonna feature young preachers that's just gonna come up here. They're gonna give their story and they're gonna preach the word of God uh, in 15 minutes or less. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't give it
1: to law. Yeah, yeah. We we're we're all preach it. Right, right. They take the mic and
0: they wanna run with it. Uh, so um at also, I want to um I want to announce. I I ain't gonna announce that just yet. I ain't gonna announce that just yet. That's 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 another big one, and I ain't gonna announce that just yet. We're working on something, we're cooking on something special, y'all. I'm telling y'all right we're cooking something special. Um, so yeah, last month for the month of February, if you follow us for our monthly giveaway, uh, we 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 hold a monthly giveaway every single month. We've been blessing people, um, and we bless people in January, we blessed people last month. Last month, we were able to bless uh, one of my favorite people in the world she was my high school uh spanish teacher uh she recently um had back surgery uh, and had went had a little bit of down on her luck been out of work and could cover some of the bills so uh behalf of, on behalf of one faith radio we blessed her we looked out for her last month with a the, uh, the small gift with a small seed uh and this month we're looking to do the same for someone so um, if you know anyone that is going through uh, any type of financial troubles or any type of issues, any type of problems, please, please, please send them to us, send them our way. We are looking to bless more people. This is the month of March. You know, we're still waiting on the next stimulus check. We don't know when that's going to hit. Joe Biden promised us it was coming the minute that he was in law office, the man been in office for almost two months, 19, not now, Stimmy. So I cannot. I mess them. But still I know people out there that are hurting, they're really going through some things and they're really struggling. So we want to be a blessing to people this um, this month. So that's exactly that we're going to do. We're going to bless people. So if you know anyone, if you see anybody that has a GoFundMe, if you see anyone that has different things set up, please let us know. We are looking to bless people. So with that being said, bro, did you want to add anything before um, we take a quick break, before we jump right into what we're going to be talking about today?
1: Uh, no, nah, man, I just echo that, you know, for all the listeners out there, also make sure you subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube as he has um, stated because we are trying to help the kingdom. You know, this is not a selfish thing. This is something that God has uh, laid on my brother's heart, and we've combined together because we have a heart to serve. So let's make sure we're doing our part. Make sure you share uh, on Facebook if you're on Facebook. Make sure you do. Make sure you like. Make sure you tag people in it because we want people to hear the good news um through all types of ways you know what i mean there's different ways that you can present jesus you know what i mean so that's what we're going to do like he said we got so much in store i'm very excited i'm very excited for what we're getting ready to do i'm excited more so about collaboration okay collaboration is going to be key in this year in this season in this time it's about working together so that's all i had to say Bro, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready. You
0: are. <laughs> he ready to jump in. He ready to jump into this word. Yes, sir. So yeah, so please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um like our um like our social media at we we are at we are one faith, like us on Facebook, find us on Instagram at We Are One Faith, like our page, um, and please support us on uh social oh, I'm sorry on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are trying to do big things that we. We need your help with doing that. We're pushing the mission forward. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick, um, quick little, I would say maybe a minute and a half break um, just to, to to pay homage and to pay some bills. That's what they say in the radio land. And we'll be right back with uh, more content. We actually we, we're going to talk about a heavy subject today. I think it's going to bless a lot of people. So just give us sure. a couple of minutes. We'll be right back hey my name is brandy banks and i am the founder of the forgiveness movement the forgiveness movement is all about acknowledging that we are forgiven by god no matter how tremendous the act that we do no matter how many times we do the act god has forgiven us and because god has forgiven us we are commanded to forgive others and that's family, friends, those who we feel have done us past unforgiveness, past healing. The Forgiveness Movement is all about healing for yourself. It's not about necessarily letting those people back in, but it's about healing within and releasing that hurt so you can move on. If you'd like to find out more about the Forgiveness Movement, go to Facebook and type in The Forgiveness Movement. I pray. I pray.
2: it Now, Mark Everett ended up being so good at track and field, and he is the team leader and owner of Primetime Scouting. Mark made three Olympic teams. Okay, mm-hmm. that is the top three <laughs> in America, and pretty much that's the top three in the world. Anytime you make Olympic team, so he's been on the top list forever. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple world records, multiple you no. Know, World championships. I mean, the guy was ridiculous. In 2018, I got laid off from teaching at the school I've been at for 20 years. I happen to be looking at the video blurb. Mark does a one to five minute blurb every day. And Mark's on there and he says, hey, if you're a student or a student athlete and you would like to be recruited, inbox me. And if you're interested in being a scout, inbox me. So I get on the phone with Mark and we begin talking again. He tells me what I'm about to tell you. And I tell them, that's the most awesome thing I've ever heard in my life. I said, how do I become a part of the team? How do I help? How do I get down? Mark says, you're hired. I said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, you're hired. I'm going to teach you. We're going to teach you how we scout on behalf of these kids and parents, the ones who get skipped over and looked over in primetime. And for people who don't know, parents and everybody out there in TV land, radio, if you have a 3.0 and a fair ACT-SAT score, all the Division three schools will allow you to come to their university. They will give you an academic package, and you're allowed to go play any sport. I don't care if it's ping pong, baseball, basketball, they'll let you play it and do it. So Coach came up with primetime scouting and brought in a bunch of other scouts like myself. Every scout in primetime scouting talks to at least 30 schools to 30 coaches every day. And every scout in primetime works for every student-athlete. So if there's a student athlete we have in Arizona, every scout in primetime, everybody that you see on their website, they're working behind the scenes for that kid. A kid in Maine, Florida, we even have an international division uh, with the great Diane Dixon that we can even help kids get over here and figure out how to go to school. We're the cheapest company in the world and the only one with a money back guarantee that if a student or a student athlete that comes into the primetime, if we cannot find them a guaranteed scholarship, athletic academic grants or whatever, We refund the parents 100% their money back. No questions asked. But there's one thing, guys. We are 100% in that area. We have never failed in finding kids a guaranteed scholarship to go to college. We get scholarships for the kids. We get them recruited. We get them looked at by these universities, administration, coaches, that whole thing.
0: So definitely check out Prong Time Scouting. They have an awesome, awesome group. Um, they're looking to bless your kids. They're, they're looking to put your kids in college. Um, so if you have any college age um, students in college age, um, or I would say high school looking to go to college um, and they need scholarships if they're playing on uh, their playing sports, or so even if they're just really great in academics, please reach out to uh, to us. Uh, we'll connect you with um, our, our, our go to, I would say, head scout, which is Ellis. Um, and he will link you guys up and, and make sure that you guys are taken care of. And also, please make sure that you check out the uh, the forgiveness movement headed by the illustrious Brandy Banks. So we are ready to jump right into um, the amazing subject that we have for today. We are talking about what did you sell out to? And so. This uh, this topic came, uh, I would say, it stemmed from um, a Bible study that we had recently, where we were discussing uh, on Clubhouse. Um, well, shout out to the God is Good Clubhouse group. Um, we were talking about we well throughout the much of the month of February. <laughs> um, we went through the entire book of Acts, um, and every single day we read. An entire chapter from Acts. Uh, last week on the 24th, we read Acts chapter 24, um and this is where this topic came from. Um I remember I was reading that that chapter, reading that verse and it was like literally the Lord just like spoke to me. Um you know, concerning this particular Verse, so we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, y'all, forgive me if you hear the kids and everybody in the background because we, you know, we just live a life out here, that's what we do, so, <laughs> we making it happen. Indeed. So, yeah, so I'm going to share. So, bro, I want you to start with Acts 23 and 11, that's where you were, okay. um, that's kind of leading yes, up into. Where we wanted to go with that,
1: so Acts twenty three and eleven, and I'll just read it. Um, And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, and He's talking to Paul. Jesus is talking to Paul, and He says, "Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome." And the reason why that is so important. It's so important, especially in these times and in these seasons, because you have to understand that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. But in order to understand the reason, you have to be in the right posture. Mm. If sweet. you're not in the right posture, then in turn, you can miss what God is trying to do for you and with you and through you. And a lot of times what happens is we, we want to be used by God. But in turns, we don't feel like we have to suffer.
2: Hmm. But the
1: Bible declares in Matthew, you know, uh, Matthew uh, 16 and 24, it says, if you were to come after me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross and walk. So what that means is that there is things that we're going to have to go through. There's things that we're going to have to deal with in life. But a lot of times uh, what I love about this particular text, because when it came down to testing, uh, when it comes down to testing and not only proves your faithfulness and not only proves your faithfulness but it gives you direction when you're when you're being tested and not only proves your faithfulness but it gives you direction the scripture said jesus said to paul be of good cheer he said you did your part you did what you needed to do in jerusalem now you have to go to rome and when you're dealing with the book of Acts, when you're dealing with the book of Acts, everything is purpose. Everything is purpose. There's a specific reason that uh, there's a specific reason why the disciples were doing things. And more than likely, it was to reach an individual of influence most of the time. Because what happened in the book of Acts, what you're dealing with is you're trying to, t- you're changing culture. So when you're changing culture, you're going to. Against the grain, you're going against the grain of everything. So he said, "Be a good cheer." Now has testified in Jerusalem. So now you must bear witness in Rome. You must bear witness in Rome, and and this is where we're coming to as far as Acts twenty four. And I ain't going, I ain't going to hog it all because you know we're
2: preaching. <laughs> <laughs> right, I can right, the right. Flow of it. But right. you know, but, I mean,
1: but, that's but the truth uh, yeah, this is leading up. Is leading up to this this point, so understand the, the message right now from from uh, Acts twenty three. If anything, understand that your test improves your faithfulness and it gives you direction. I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and and feed off of that, bro.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's good because the test really does, as you said, it feeds into um, exactly where God wants you. I don't say where God wants you to go, but what God has for you. Um, when you are tested, um, it is the proving of your faith. Um, it is the um, uh, your ability to be tested and tried and still stand on the word of God It's key. It's very key and yes. it's very important in this day and age. And so here we see in Acts 24, verse one, it reads: "And after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and spokesmen, uh, and a spokesman, one Tertullius." Um, they laid before the governor their case against Paul. Um, And when he had been summoned, Tertullius began to accuse him saying, since though, since through um, you, we enjoy much peace. And since by your foresight, most excellent Felix reforms are being made for this nation. So it's a case being made against Paul. Tertullius is, is basically buttering up Felix because Felix is the type of, uh, governor or the, the type of ruler, the type of king who is able to, who who enjoys or seeks after um, approval of people. Uh, he has many flaws. He he is not a perfect ruler. He is not a perfect king. He is not a perfect, um, I would say, uh, governor. And so this is like, uh, I would say in layman's or to, to kind of connect it to today's terms, it would be like... Um, You go on before a judge and the judge is someone that is easily influenced by the people, easily influenced by um, whoever that judge. Maybe if they are a political party, if they favor a certain political side, uh, if they say, like, for instance, if they're a Democrat judge and you're brought up before a Democrat um, um, jury or a Democrat audience, you know, it's not going to vote well in your favor, especially if you are a Republican being held up in that democratic favor. So um, that's just trying to connect it to today. I'm not trying to play politics or anything like that.
1: Yeah, (laughs) And it's it's, it's unique, bro, because these are, these are church people. supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. These are church people ready to uh, come down on an individual, not because he did anything wrong, but because of the message he was preaching.
0: Exactly. And that's The, the key. Yeah. That's the key because the message that he was preaching is something that was different from what they were already accustomed to hearing. Exactly. And so when you look at this entire, when you look at Paul's mission throughout the entire book of Acts after he is converted from Saul to Paul, he is then he is kind of taking um a new mindset or he is um he has a new life now that he is in Christ Jesus. Right. Um because that whole entire conversion account happened because of the fact that Paul is now uh, had this experience with Jesus and he no longer uh, identifies himself as Saul. He no longer identifies himself as a Jew. He no longer identifies himself as a um, as a, a killer or a persecutor of Christians. He is a Christian, period. Um, and before that, when he was Saul, he was a persecutor of Christians. He was a killer. And not only that, but he was a Pharisee. Right. He was a Pharisee. He knew the word, but he did. And he knew God. He believed God, but he did not believe that Jesus was God. And right. when you look at this, um, we look at here, Paul is brought before this same type of crowd. Right. right. Paul's ministry is always trying to, uh, I would say, go against the the ideologies of that time. Right. You know, he was going against the ideology of the Jewish, uh, of the Jewish faith because right. Judaism, that was the, the solid faith of that time. That's what that's where our Christianity comes out of the Christianity right. that we believe in today. It comes out of Judaism, Judaism. So mm-hmm. um, don't I would say don't be um, don't knock Judaism. Don't knock other religions like that, um, because a lot of what we have today comes out of that. Um, And that's just really talking about Judaism. I ain't going to get too deep. Jesus wasn't a Christian. Jesus wasn't. He was a a Jew.
1: (laughs) He wasn't a Christian. So we we got to respect it.
0: He came (laughs) out of that. And and he challenged that because he was showing them, same thing with Paul. Paul was showing them that, yes, Jesus was a Jew. Jesus came out of that. But Jesus came and he is fulfilling the Old Testament law to the T. And that's a lot of the issues that we have today when you're dealing with different people who want to believe in Jesus, but they don't because they feel like he's not uh, the, the Messiah. He's not the son of God or he's not the son of man because, you know, they get confused between son of God, son of man, which is retarded in my, in my eyesight. Um, or I would say I would say that I would say it's, it's lazy thinking. It's really lazy thinking. Right, you, you don't right. want to really do this, the, the hard study. To understand the two, uh, what it means that Jesus is son of God, son of man. Like he right. was like, well, how can he be son of God? How could he son, How can he be son of man?
1: Well, I ain't gonna get into that.
0: That
2: gets, and bro, <laughs> and it, it. no,
1: I understand because the thing is people want to believe the impossible, but mm-hmm. you can't believe God can form himself in the image of man. Exactly. I don't understand that. It's just like an oxymoron. You believe that he's God, but you don't believe that he will form himself up uh, to save us. Exactly. Because what other way would there be? And this That's is what, what we're other talking way. about. It, like we're, we're, we're talking because in this instincts, Paul was sold out. He wasn't a sellout. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So yep. he, he was sold out when he found out the truth. And it's interesting is why, why do you want to kill this man unless there is some truth to it? Mm hmm. There is some truth. There has to be some truth because it's bothering you. He didn't do nothing. He ain't going out around breaking people's homes. He ain't stole nothing. All Uh he all he's doing is he's proclaiming the gospel. He is he's standing up for what he believes in and because he won't budge. Uh So let let this be a testament to you guys. Those that are struggling in your faith. Let this be a testament. Please understand. It's, it's very interesting when you talk about Christianity in a public place, how the atmosphere changes,
0: changes, it shifts. Like people
1: get so they get so locked in. And the question is, why? Mm-hmm. Unless it's truth, unless there is something about it, unless there's something about it that that is that your flesh don't want to agree with because your mind has been traditionalized. And these mm. Pharisees and these Sadducees, they have been traditionalized and their mind has been washed in and they And they don't even consider their interpretations were wrong right? because they knew Bible.
0: Because they knew Bible. And you know what? It's a lot of people that's like that today. They know Bible. And because of that, they stand on the Bible and they say, well, the Bible is right. But when it comes to actually understanding the spirit of who Jesus is. And the and the, and the letter of the law and the spirit of the law and everything that comes together with that. There are so many people who are nowadays yeah. have become more Pharisee or more, more like Pharisees than actually becoming more like Jesus. And that's the sad thing. That's the sad truth. And it's a sad reality. You know, we are to be more like Jesus, not to be. And I know I, 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 I kind of hate to say this because I, I'm guilty of saying this a lot. You know, we say that we need to be more like this. We need to be more like the Bible. But the truth of the matter is we need to be more like Jesus. Jesus came to fulfill the biblical truths that are that are in the Bible. And that's what Paul was preaching. Paul was showing them that. He's saying that Jesus is the way. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the way. He is the one that has that has came and has fulfilled all of the um prophecies in the law, in the law. Um, yeah, all the prophecies that the um the the major and minor prophets have prophesied he is fulfilling all of that even in Genesis chapter three you want to know where Jesus is in the Old Testament he's all in the old Testament let's go all to Genesis in. chapter three Genesis chapter three verse fifteen it says I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel this is Jesus giving the serpent who who is Characterizes Satan in that particular uh, in that particular text. He is giving him his punishment. He's telling him that Jesus Christ, right here, is going to be the one who is the going one. to destroy you, who is going to step on you, who is going to defeat you because I have set this plan in motion. He is our wounded savior. He is our wounded healer. So as we see here, we see that Paul is uh, brought before the he's brought back before Felix. Um, and Tertullius is making his case against Paul. Paul here is um, defending himself. He didn't have um, a lawyer to defend him. He defended himself. Um, He's saying that uh, he basically had, he's, he's buttering up Felix the same way that Tertullius did, but at the same time, he is denying all of the allegations that are against him, except for one, which is being, the leader of the, um, the sect or the way that they call him, um, which is saying that he is a Christian. He did not deny that he was a Christian. He, he affirmed that he was a, a Christian. He yeah. says in verse 10, when the governor had nodded him to speak, Paul replied, knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. That's him buttering him up. Um, Verse 11, you can verify that it is not more than 12 days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem, and they did not find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues of the city. That's him denying both of the charges that are against him. Neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess to you, this is him affirming his stance, standing on his word, standing on his faith, uh, that according to the way, which is called, which is which is what was known as Christianity back in the day, that is following Jesus Christ. That was known as the way. Um, not, we're, we're not talking about the way according to um, <laughs> the Mandalorian. but <laughs> This is the way. But we're talking about the way here. He, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. That's where they get that from. He says, according to the way, which they call a sect, um, I worship the God of our fathers. Believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. That's everything that we just basically talked about of who Jesus is, fulfilling the law, fulfilling the written, um, the written prophecies of the prophets. Verse 15, he says, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. Paul is, is bold, man. He is standing before Felix and he's preaching the gospel. And he's, and he's laying out his his case. He's defending himself and he's he's being bold and he's standing on his faith. And he's saying that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. Verse 16. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience towards both God and man. Verse 17, it says, now after several years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to present offerings, which while, uh, while I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple without any crowd or turmoil. But some Jews uh, from Asia, they ought to be here before you and to make an accusation should they have anything against me. Or else let these men themselves say what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council. Uh, Verse 21. Other than this, one thing that I cried out while standing among them, it is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you this day. It is at that part. It is respect to the resurrection of the dead. That I am on trial before you today. He is talking about Jesus. Jesus is the only one who died, resurrected from the dead, and that's the reason why our faith stands on Him. Um, if Jesus never got up from the grave, if He never rose, we are our Christianity, our entire faith is a is a false, is a fake faith. Like it, okay. it would be in vain. Verse twenty-two. This is where it gets deep. Here so, Felix. He he under he it says here Felix having a a rather accurate knowledge of the way put them off um, saying when Lys- when Lysias the tri- um, the Tribune comes down I will decide your case uh, and Lysias he, he he it was like maybe a couple of days um, before um, the case will actually be tried because Lysias had to come down to where uh, Felix and they was at. So verse 23, it says, then he uh, gave orders to the centurion that he should be kept in custody, but have some liberty um, and that none of his friends should be prevented from attending to his needs. And so Felix has mercy on Paul. Um, He still holds him in in jail, but he has mercies on on him because uh, he understands exactly what Paul is talking about and what Paul is saying. Verse 24, it says, after some days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. This is the way, this is what we're talking about. Verse 25, it says, and as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. And it was funny. What's was funny here is that Paul, Felix, he he sends for Paul. Paul is is in his jail, minding his own business. Yeah. He's doing his own thing. He's in. He's he knows that he's locked that He knows he has to wait for Lysias. He's just chilling. <laughs> Felix and his wife comes and they send for him because they 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 want to know more about this Jesus that Paul is talking about. Which is not a it's not a bad thing, you know. We if people want to know more about Jesus, we need to give them Jesus. Um, and that's a little bit of a segue there. If people want to know more about Jesus, it's our obligation, it's our responsibility to give people Jesus. We got to stop, you know, with all the extra stuff. People want Jesus. We can't give them all this other fluff, all this other stuff. We have to give them Jesus. We have to give them the truth, whether they like it or not. And that's exactly what Paul did here. Paul gave them Jesus, but the truth of the matter is they didn't like the Jesus that Paul gave them because he talked about judgment. Yeah, <laughs> he talked about judgment to a judge, to yeah. someone
1: who 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 has power, and it shook him. And he it shook him. Shook. <laughs> he got shook. <laughs> he got shook. He got shook, man. And and
0: it just makes me think about you know as as leaders, leaders that's just out here. I'm not talking about me and you. I'm talking about leaders in general. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about power and you submit to your, that that power, um, that power that is greater than you, you know. Mm-hmm do you have that um, ability to submit to Jesus and understanding that he is over you? He is above you. And he is the one who is, um, I would say responsible or he, he has the ability to kill both, or I would say destroy both you and your soul. And I think that as leaders, this is a, is this, that is a good, um, I would say leadership lesson right there. Absolutely. You know, Felix, being a man who knew of the way or knew of Jesus, he still decided to live his own life. And there's so many people that are out here like that. We're not just going to limit it to just leaders. There's so many people that are out here like that. You know, you know better, you know, um, you know, Jesus, you've been in church all your life. You heard the word, you've heard a lot of different things. You know, you just, you just ignore it. And it's funny because in in my uh, men's Bible uh, study app group, um, I posted um, a question where I was just talking. Where we were talking about innocence. Uh, is innocence better? Uh, is innocence better than knowledge? And uh, I'm, I'm going that way because we were, what we were talking about is Adam and Eve. We we're talking about in Genesis chapter three. We we're talking about how um, God gave them everything they needed. Mm-hmm. They were innocent. They were pure. He gave them everything they needed, but the obedience was missing. You know, they didn't obey God, which caused all of the the turmoil and everything that happened. And thus, here we are right now, today. And so, obedience, yes, obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes, obedience is is the key, is what God desires. In this particular context, with leadership, or just being um, the the type of person, or being not even a leader, but being a, um, a follower of Jesus Christ, if God tells you to do something do it right 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 it's important. if God tells you to be do a mission, do it it's important you have to be obedient to it and so it's important that you do all those things because of the fact that your obedience is tied to your blessing and not only is that tied to your blessing but it's tied to the fact that God will uh, look out for you, He will bless you, he will favor you, he will give you all these things if you are obedient to him, why, why are we making that connection with uh, Felix? why are we making that connection with him? Because Felix was a person who knew Jesus. He knew the way. He knew all of this. But yet he decided not to, to follow everything that Jesus had, has for him. He decided not to do that. And it's just like so many of us, we know about Jesus, but we don't want to follow him because we want to continue to do the things that we want to do and not do the things that God requires of us to do. And that's an issue. You know, we're responsible. And it's funny because, like, we were talking about responsibility. What are we responsible for? You cannot be responsible for the things that you don't know. That's 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 just fact. You can you can you can be you're responsible for all when you go before when you go before God, he is gonna try you, he is gonna judge you based on the things that you know and based on the things that you willfully rejected. Willfully rejected. And when you think about all of that and you think about the fact that you know better, but you choose to do do your own thing, and instead you want to continue to live your own life, that is the result.
1: Everything around us is going to perish, and there, there has to be an eternal life. Where you spend it is up to you. it's shame Never be ashamed to proclaim Jesus because, and I think this also goes down to the level of praying and studying and understanding who Christ is. It's very important that you are splitting your faith because if you're moved easily, if you're moved easily, then you, you're in the wrong thing. That means you're moved with anything. Somebody yep. can come in and give their opinion and it doesn't even matter. You're going to be moved by it because you don't have, you're not solid. You have no true foundation. Yep. You have no true foundation. My bad, bro. Yep. Go ahead, man.
0: No, no, you're good. You're good. Because that's what we see here. <laughs> Paul had a true foundation. Yes, sir. He didn't care. Exactly about Felix. Only thing he cared about Felix was his soul. You want to know more about Jesus? Okay, well, let's talk about the the problem that you're going through right now. Let's talk about the the power issue that you have right now. You know, and that's where exactly what he's pulling at here. He's talking about that judgment. He's talking about that in and of itself because he knows that Felix has, Felix is a people pleaser. And as a leader, you can't be a people pleaser because the more that you try to please people, it's just going to backfire. Because right. we and we see that in this particular chapter. We see that here and we're going to get to that in just a second. And so that's, that's really when we see here in verse 26, it said at the same time, uh, he, Felix, hoped that money would be given to him by Paul. So he sent him often um, and conversed with him. And what's funny here is that that first part of 26, it says he hoped that money would be given him by Paul. Felix was expecting Paul to buy himself out of jail. He was hoping that Paul would sell out and and, and, and succumb to the pressures and pay or bribe Felix in order to be released from jail. Cool. And that's where the question comes from. What did you sell out to? Because Paul didn't sell out. Paul stayed true to his faith. He, he stayed true to his beliefs. He stood the test of time. He stood. Um, he he withheld uh, the attacks, the accusations, and he still stood firm on his faith. And the fact that he stood firm on his faith, and and and, and stood firm on his faith before Felix, and showed Felix, hey, he said, hey, look, he said, uh, in verse twenty, where is that? Verse twenty-five. He said. He reasoned about righteousness and self-control and and the coming judgment. He basically read feats for who he was and he did not sell out. He did not buy out his way. Um, I would say buy his way out of his situation. And a lot of times that's what a lot of people do. When things get too rough, when things get too hard, you buy yourself out of the situation because you just want it to be over. So you, you sell out to whatever it is that you feel is, 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 is responsible. I won't say responsible, but you sell out to whatever it is that you feel comfortable um, in order to get out of the situation, in order for the situation to end. So a lot of times people will, um, if they're in a season where they're fasting and, and the Lord is telling them to abstain from sex. You know, most people will, will abstain for just for so long until eventually they give into it and they sell out to sex or they sell out to pornography or they sell out to those things that, that will hinder their spirit, that will keep them from getting to God. And it's, and it's so sad because there's, there's people that, and we're not just going to limit it to sex. There's people that, that sell out to alcohol, you know, when, when things get hard at work, when things get hard at the house. Um, they have to crack a bottle open and get a drink, you know, uh, when things, I mean, I work in a corporate setting and man, every time we go out, um, for lunch or something, I mean, it's been almost a year, it's been over a year since we've done this, <laughs> right. but whenever we go out, you know, I'm looking at my coworkers, they, I gotta get a drink. I gotta get this. And I'm like, is it that stressful? Like, I, you have to sell
1: out to that? Why? And the re and, and bro, I want to hit on that because you said something so key, bro. You said it'll keep you away from God. See, a lot of people want to reach their full potential, mm-hmm. but you can't reach your full potential if, in turn, you're selling out to things that are only temporary. Yep, you can't want the long. You can't want the uh, the reward of God, the reward of Christ, or to have and to experience the true sovereignty of Christ if, in turn, you're not fully sold out to Him. Mm-hmm. And you would rather sell out to other things that are only temporary. And then you find yourself not only having addictions, but now you can't live without certain things. And what you're doing is you're causing yourself to die early. Mm-hmm. And not to say that you don't believe. Check this out. Not to say that you don't believe, but you'll never reach your full potential if in turn you are you're keep selling out to things that are going to be temporary because it feels good at the moment. And trust me, I have a testimony about it. Trust me, I can talk. About it, okay? Because I was the individual. I yep. was the individual that that smoked. I love weed, okay? It wasn't. It wasn't something that wasn't good to me. It was good to me, but it was hindering who I really could be.
0: Man, stay right there.
1: And it, it take and it took me to get to a posture of prayer, and, and I had to be in a posture of prayer. I had to be in a posture of study and, and literally fasting because this kind had to come out by fasting and praying it wasn't easy so my my hunger for god had to be more more uh important than my hunger for a temporary fix mm-hmm. and that's always easier said than done people of god however the question is how bad do you really want it you can't just that's say good. it and not when we're just in a church setting because mm-hmm. it's all hype when we're in a church setting now god shuts down the whole church. everything mm-hmm. is virtual now you have to rely on your relationship. And what if, what if social media? What if you could not get to the power hear the pastor preach the word? What if you? We might just end up back in Bible days. Hello.
2: Yep.
1: Yep. We'll end up right back in the Bible days because the truth of the matter is, you know, we got spoiled. And we got we you know we, we became we started traditionalizing ourselves, having a form of godliness and not to say that we were all bad, but it's mm-hmm. not. It wasn't the true power. If Jesus said and if he said that we'll do greater works,
2: mm-hmm.
1: greater works shall we do. That's not supposed to be in the church house.
2: Mm-hmm. How do that's you do greater
1: not- works if in turn you're stuck in the in, in the full walls? We're we supposed to assemble together, so don't get me wrong. Okay, we are supposed to assemble together, but that's not the basis of who, what your Christianity is. And my pastor said this a while ago. He said a lot of people have been saved by church and not by Jesus.
0: Man, I literally was just people. thinking that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have been saved by church and not by Christ. They have no relationship. They don't understand who he is. They understand him through their pastor. And on. To, no, now they're making their pastor an idol. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you're nothing greater than the people of Israel when they was rebelling against Moses. And because you're rebelling against the one who hears God, but you don't, you don't seek out to know him for yourself. Swing yourself. Because if you seek out to know him for yourself, then you could be on one accord with your leader. Mm -hmm. you can honor leadership. You can respect leadership. You know which way to go. You know how to go because you're in, you've been in the presence of God. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the reason why your, your life is off balance is not because of what you're doing is because what you ain't doing Mm -hmm. It's because of your lack of relationship and you have Mm -hmm. no balance in your relationship. You have no commitment in your relationship with Christ. And because of that, now you're in a place where everything, a double-minded man is unstable in, in all of his, all ways. his ways. So your mind is unstable because you have no commitment, you have no foundation, and you're allowing the enemy, you're allowing the enemy to get the best of you when he has no power. He's just utilizing your weaknesses. My God. Mm. He's utilizing your weaknesses against you. Man, Let get me up, get me up out of here, because I promise <laughs> you. Like, Turn it up, Doc. Nah man, oh, no, that's good. man. that is good.
0: Oh. That is good because that's exactly where where we're going with this because it's it's so key to to what we're talking about right now. It's so key to what we're talking about. Why what did you sell out to? And I wanna finish this off because we only got a few more minutes or maybe like a minute. Um Verse twenty six it says at the time he some oh I read verse twenty six verse twenty seven it says when two years had elapsed Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus and desiring to do the Jews a favor Felix left Paul in prison. Felix was a people pleaser. He lost his position because of he he was a people pleaser. Um, he pleased the people and lost his position. And trying to do the people a lasting favor, um he left Paul in prison, but we know what happens in um and in, in in acts chapter twenty five and, and and beyond you know the storm comes and, and yeah. all that good stuff. Come on so we're gonna um we're gonna end right there, but it just I really want to drive that point home. What did you sell out to mm-hmm. and bro, when you hit that earlier, I was literally. Thinking um, the same thing that your pastor had said, I, I literally that thought literally crossed my mind earlier this this um, earlier today when I was uh, as soon as I got home from the gym and I was just in the um, bathroom and I was just thinking to myself like, man, people they're they're really saved to church, but Come your on. church doesn't save you. Only oh. Jesus can. Come on, like, and I get, I'm I'm right there with you. Forsake not the assembly. I miss yes. church. Right. And I'm not saying that because, like, I'm saying that because my church is, isn't able to go back to church right now because we have a, a much older congregation. And we've already had our pastor. He had the coronavirus. And thank God that he beat it. We praise Amen. God for it. Um, but what was what's to say that that would happen at church and our congregation would have gotten it and they were the most vulnerable?
1: Right.
0: It would have wiped them out. And and I thank God to have a leader that has, um, first of all, that listens to God. Amen. And second of all, is attentive to that. Amen. But at the same time, we have not forsaken the assembling of the saints because we gather together every almost every day. Yeah. Every yeah. Wednesday, every Wednesday night, we have a Bible study. I mean, a, a prayer meeting with the men's department. Thursday night, we have a Bible study. Saturday, I mean Sunday, we have church. We have Sunday school Sunday morning, uh, and then church immediately after. Monday, Tuesday, uh, and just I think every day this week we have um, noonday prayer. So the assembling of the saints has not ceased. We just convened to a new place, which is technology. We're now online. Yeah, and so we didn't sell out. And it's so funny because so many people were saying, "Like, well, I thank God that I, you know, my my salvation didn't." Didn't go anywhere because I wasn't in the church If you are worried about your salvation And your holiness outside Of the church Then you really need to get Jesus back into your household period You need the Holy Ghost in your house This time was exactly for you Because you can have the Holy Ghost In your house you can have Jesus in your house You you don't have to just experience Jesus At home I mean at church Jesus is outside of the four walls Of the church and we're going to close right there (laughs) <laughs> we, Absolutely. we're Absolutely. at the top so thank you guys for tuning in we are going to um I, I sincerely thank each and every one of you for watching and for being a part of this broadcast uh please make sure that you tune in to this um, show next week uh, please subscribe to us on youtube uh follow us on social media um at we are one faith on facebook and instagram Um, And our YouTube page is One Faith. Uh, We are trying to get up our our subscribers. We are, I believe we're at 74, maybe 75. Uh, We need 25 more people. Uh, So make sure you share this with 25 people and get them to subscribe with 25 people. Because once they subscribe, we can change the name of our YouTube page to We Are One Faith. And everything social media wise, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube will all be uh, We Are One Faith. And it'll make it a lot easier for you guys to access our content. We ha- we're we putting out content daily. Every single day, we're posting content. So please make sure you check it out. Uh, make sure you support us. Make sure you follow us on social media. I am TJ or Thomas McKnight um, Jr. on Facebook and TL McKnight Jr. on Instagram. Uh, what's your social media handle, bro?
1: We got uh, my name is Marcus King Witherspoon on Facebook. Uh and it's Mark King Spoon on Instagram. <laughs> Shortened right. it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, but uh we are one faith. We are one faith. And uh man, I, I'm enjoying it with my bro. So please, please subscribe. Please, please.
0: Definitely, definitely. We, yes, sir. We're taking it, we're taking the um the, the word of God to the people. Um, uh, we're taking it to where they need it. The most, um, we are not just sitting back and watching. We're tired of just talking about things. We're actually doing it. We're we're going to we're putting forth the action with it. So, with that being said, you guys have a blessed evening. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.